Hey everyone, welcome to the green room. We are at Studios 301, and I am joined by an old friend, perhaps best friend, Dean Lewis. <laughs> Welcome to the green room, sir. Good to see you, man. I think last time we spoke was Splendor, right, yeah. Splendor? Before I was on stage, I was not present in that conversation because of my nerves, but I was physically there. Yeah, no, I can tell you were quite jittery, but I just thought you were excited. I'm always excited very... to see me, but I guess not. Uh, no, 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 I was, I was. But this is a cool, this is a much more chill venue with like the vinyls around us and yeah. stuff like this. is great. Yeah, man, it's, it's, um, it's great to see you. Again, it's, it's, it's been close to a year. Yeah. Um, your debut album, Place We Knew. Yes. Debuted at number one. Uh, Shitloads of views, listens. You've played around the world. Yeah. How has the last year been for you? I mean, oh, you're man. in Germany. Like, it's this is Thursday. You're in Germany on Monday, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's every day. I kind of just have gotten used to feeling a little bit jet lagged and a little bit shit all the time. Like, because, you know, sleep is like a, a luxury because there's so many different time zones we're going into and stuff like that. But man, it's been the best year of my life, I'd say. And just so many amazing shows. And the weird thing is like, you know, Australians rarely get to go overseas and play shows like the same size shows they're playing in Australia. And I've been lucky enough to go, you know, in Belgium, we're playing to 2000 people and in England, like 5,000. It's unbelievable, man. And I just can't believe I've got to like in between now and the last time we spoke, so much has changed. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because we had Amy Sharkey in last week yep. and um, we, we brought you up because like you and Amy, I feel like have had very similar paths yeah. in the sense that number one, and I, fucking hate this term when people say like you're an overnight sensation oh yeah i feel like it's a slap in the face because you guys have been working hard totally but in the sense that like and funnily enough before the last podcast with amy i saw her at splendor yeah her debut album had just come out it hit number one since then things have been going crazy the last time you were on the podcast before splendor it was yeah. to promote your acoustic ep that's right yeah. which i think debuted on the rhr like number 17 right yeah, yeah waves had been doing good for you yes i think you're about to release be all right probably just about to release or be all working right. towards it yeah that's weird to think before i spoke to you before be all right which actually feels like an alternate reality ago do you know what yeah. i mean because it opened so many doors and yeah. like you know uh just i mean obviously talking about the shows but also like just no one gets no no one very rarely do Australian artists have a song that's charting in America. Mm. Like, and it's still charting in America. It's bizarre. I think how, the last time I checked, it was like twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, it's it's such a America's this different beast. It's everyone talks about it and how it's sort of impenetrable and how long it takes. And yeah. it is like, I mean, what are we now? Ten months since Be Alright, and it's still like holding. Uh, mm. It just, I guess, it's just peaked, which yeah. is cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's still doing its thing, man. Which is great. <laughs> yeah, that's because it's just insane to even think about it. And then Splendor happened. Yes. And you released a place we knew a couple of months ago now? Yeah, probably two months ago or something. And that went to number one. Yeah. Are you, how are you comprehending this shit? Yeah, you know what? It's like, you know, every week for the last probably, ever since Be Alright, so let's say the last 10 months, there's been a new st statistic that's come in, a new radio station, like Belgium, we went number five, or, you know, Singapore, this is happening. It's like every week since then, there's more and more stuff is happening that's kind of crazy and crazier. And going number one in Australia was very special because it was like, you know, this is where it's all started and sort of is, you know, I'm, I think in Australia, we've kind of consolidated, there's like a career here in the sense that, people know songs of mm. mine whereas in a bunch of other places like america people know be all right they don't really know me mm. they know be all right um and we're trying to that's the next step is like overseas is like getting another song so they can connect the dots and go oh you're an artist you're not a song um but in going number one in australia is very special just because it feels like this we've really got the grassroots are here and it's all built a very solid foundation mm. how are you handling that internally because i mean again just referring back to that first podcast 
I think you had some shows like at Oxford Art Factory in Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> You've just done two sold out nights at the end. Yeah, Theater. yeah, yeah. Wow, man. How um, are you? I guess dealing with that. Like I know it sounds like a very generic question, but your status is rising, your fame is rising, your fans are rising. Yeah, you still seem like a pretty humble guy to me. Yeah, well, I think because I'm not 16. Like, I, like you know, when you, get, I think if I got signed at 18 and I, I'd be like. Be right came out. I'd be like, I'm the man. Mm. But like, you know, I, have a, I know who I am. I spent five years doing sound recording with, you know, sort of being invisible in the corner. I've kind of, I know who I am and I know how lucky I am mm. to be in this position because so many great songs get released and just don't get the opportunity. Timing, wrong management, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. So I feel very lucky, genuinely. Um, but yeah, I forgot. Is that, that answer the question? Was that right? No, yeah, I think that's yeah. good. Okay, but, good. Yeah. Are you allowed to say who you did lighting for? Are we allowed to go there? Yeah, I was. I was the sound guy for like. I mean, we were doing like okay, Today Show stuff with Richard Wilkins mm-hmm. and like um, Channel V. Like I, I used to do sound for Channel V, and I'd never tell them I did music because I didn't want to be. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you be that pest being like, hey, yeah, yeah. Richard, want to hear this? Those pests always suck. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the people. And I was just talking about this actually. Like there's like I reckon there's two kinds of people. The people who are like always showing their stuff. Yeah. Like hey, listen to my new song, and they're always kind of shit. Yeah, and the people who think they're like okay, like I was like, I think this is okay, but I also don't know if it's really shit. Yeah, and so I think I came from that school of thought, and um, you know, I think I told you last time I was very lucky. My best mate passed my demo on to a girl who used to manage Savage Garden, and mm. that's kind of how it all got started for me. But a lot of luck, a lot of luck. Yeah, because yeah. again, I was talking to Amy about obviously a door was the track that kind of blew her up. I know "Be Alright" was kind of the single that got you everywhere. Yeah. My favorite is still Waves, and that was the one that was used on on shows like Grey's Anatomy and yeah. Suits. Yeah. Was that the single you were sitting on for a while? Like, say, if we're talking about being the pest in the corner, yeah, did yeah. you have Waves ready to go? Yeah, I had. Like, I didn't want to release a song until I had Waves. Like, mm. you know, I had I had a few songs. I had Be Alright around, like a demo of it when I had Waves, but the recording wasn't right. But the recording of Waves felt really good, and we were going to release. We we're going to re- just release it. Like basically what we'd done in two days. And I ended up meeting this guy called Dan Grek, this incredible mixer who mixes like the, like he mixes everyone, like George Ezra's new album. And mm. I met up with him to produce Be All Right. Ne- never ended up happening. But he was like, hey man, I heard your song Waves. Can you let me like mix that, please? Let, just let, I'm like, but it sounds awesome, dude. I was like, we're about to release it. And he's like, was it just the piano version? Or was no, it the- no, it was the proper version, but it right. sounded really weak. Like it didn't have all the big drums. Like sure. it wasn't mixed right. And, but we all thought, this is great, man. Let's put it out. And then he mixed it and then I heard it and I was like, okay, this is this is insane. Like he made it so big. And um and then I was like, okay, we have waves. We actually waited six months and we started planning around it because we knew it was special. Released it, and then it did nothing for three months. Like no one added it. Um it had I think the music video had ten thousand views. Wow. And then all of a sudden Riverdale came along. And then that just blew everything. So Riverdale up. was the first show to pick up waves. That was the first. I think that was the first one that picked it up on a big scale. Like we might have had some Australian local mm. stuff, and then when that came along, it was like a million views in a week. Wow. Yeah. Are there any ill feelings towards the people you used to work with being the sound guy? Like, are there people now like, oh, hey, Dean, no, hey, best friend? And you're like, fuck, you didn't even look at me. Before. No, I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's actually some people like I guess you know. You know how what a person's character is by how they treat you if you're like sort of you can't do anything for them, right? There's that old mm. saying. And I was like, you're being a sound guy, you're, you're, my job essentially was when I first started, the guy was like, you want to be, if you do a good job, you're like invisible. Like no one knows you're there. Mm. And, um, and I was like, okay, cool. But, that, but So there was a few people you met, not, no one famous, more just like people behind the scenes that were kind of a little bit nasty. But mm. I don't really remember them. But it'd be funny to run into them like on a, on a shoot. But... I always have those fantasies. You go, oh, imagine if I saw that person. Then you go like, yeah, but you'd just be like, 
you know, he's probably going through his own yeah. stuff as well. You know what I mean? And that's so. a really nice way to look at it. Yeah. Do you still have a personal Facebook page? Yeah, I do. I changed my name though. Do I like like a complete like yeah a like Yelp, a crazy Miguel name? Sanchez. A crazy name? Yeah, because you have some people like there. I've um I've had many issues, but you never know. There's some there's some people out there that you know. Well, I feel yeah. like especially because you're still young, there would be you know whether it's high school friends or people used to work. Oh with, yeah, yeah. But something's yeah, yeah. come out of the woodwork and like oh hey let's let's catch up. Like, yeah, yeah. No, um, I did get a couple of messages from like people from school and stuff who were like, hey man, like love what you're doing, but no one's really come out like to be sucky uppery really other than just a message it's really weird like um you're a nice group of people then yeah sliding under the radar just doing doing our thing yeah Yeah. um you need to tell me about uh, specifically performing on ellen and kimmel oh man because again these are two shows where getting on that is a a big fucking deal oh dude it was Um, huge take me let's which one do you want to go through first well let's talk about (laughs) about kimmel first yeah okay sure um so i was like pretty nervous about that because mm. it's playing you know every, every other time I've done big live TV I've played a piano and I've never done live TV where I'm playing the guitar mm. and with a piano your hands don't shake because you can like pretend your hands are but busy your, but your hands are much more like a delicate operation <laughs> yeah and but, but, but Jimmy actually came up and spoke to me for 10 minutes before I went on before and and like the the amount of stuff this I'm like how how can you be so present in a conversation mm. and um he really was and then um was like genuinely interested in who genuinely you are. Genuinely interested and genuinely in a conversation with me for 10 minutes yeah. around all this chaos. And then he goes, if you screw it up, we'll just do it again. Like, I was like, because it's live, but it's like, they, you can mess it up. It's like, not live live, it's like look live live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't want to screw it up because no one, no one really does. And, um, but he was really nice and it felt great. And, uh, and it, the, the, I was really surprised. The crowd were all smiling and cheering. And like, I think there were some people who knew my music. So mm. it was kind of relaxing. Ellen was different. Like, man, I've done a couple like TV so- mm. shows now where like you, the set's tiny, but it, her lot is on like the Paramount lot. And it's this gigantic like warehouse with insane sets and backstage. And, um, I didn't actually meet her apart from being on air. But I remember oh, when, wow. yeah, I basically put my in-ears in and then all of a sudden she does this introduction, which is Dean Lewis is this many streams and he's about to yeah. play. Curtains open. It's and, not and even curtains, it's that giant moving wall, isn't it? Oh, dude, it is. It is giant moving wall. So I don't she know. she comes out and dances. There's like 10 people that pull it back. And, uh, yeah. and then, uh, and then um, yeah, heart, heart racing and felt all the nerves. It was like it was like my first gig again, actually, yeah. the, the, the nervous excitement I felt on that. So your interactions with Ellen were specifically what you see on camera? Just on it. camera, yeah. But she was very interesting. Like she looked at me and like, very piercing and 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 made you feel like you're the only one in a room with a thousand people. Oh, well, sounds so romantic. It would no, yeah, no. But you know, in, in a sense <laughs> yeah, totally, of like, yeah. no, you mean, but like, um, you know, there's three hundred fan, like people, her fans, they're clapping, and she was like, it was just interesting. Both Jimmy and they have this that thing, that thing that makes you feel like they're only talking to you. Which was Did like, you get to see Ellen afterwards? No, I mean, I know, are you nah. the signature? Underwear? I'm not like a celebrity, man. You know what I mean? Like, I think you know, I'll settle down. No, no, no. Like in America, I'd be like, you know, I mean, you're not Tom Hanks, but fuck, definitely you, not Tom Hanks. You played on Ellen. That's I did play on Ellen. It was great, and it was a great experience. Yeah. It was incredible. Do you think you've mastered the nerves of, of performing on live TV? I mean, like if you do like the Sunrise or Today Show, that's one thing. Yeah, but to go on something like Ellen or you know, oh, yeah, I think. Yeah. Saturday Night Live is probably like the the top of the top. That's right? the top of the top because you can't. That's like live, and live, that is live. 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 Yeah. yeah, and there is something to be said about like they go. You know, you get two chances, but you you want to do it once. But like in the back of your mind, if it's live, live, you can kind of screw yourself a little bit. Mm. Um, but I've done so many of them now, little bits and pieces that I I'm I know that I can do it. And I remember being like a young aspiring kid looking at watching all these people do this because you know if you want to write songs and you want to be an artist you watch people on jimmy kimmel and stuff like mm. that i'm thinking how do you do that man like but it's literally just like the process of like you play to 100 people you play to 
You play an open mic night. You play to 500 people. You play to 1,000. You do your first small live TV thing. And then all of a sudden, you've been doing it for three years and you can do it. And it's like a slow progression into becoming a different person almost. Someone so you who's feel you've mastered that the well, fear of who you're playing to now. You could play in front of 80,000 people. Yeah, and- I think so. Like, I mean, some of the most nervous experiences I've ever had were like, I went to New York when Waves came out. Like, it was doing nothing. And we went to, like, play in front of David Massey from Island Records, mm. the CEO who signed Oasis, in a small room like this with um with 50 people from the American rec- major label. Like, who you know, they signed Shawn Mendes. is like Shawn Mendes' face on the wall. And, like, and they're all, and you're in a, on a piano with no reverb and you've got to, like, play to them to sign you. Like, those things are almost more scary. Is that abundantly clear that's what you're there for? Yeah. yeah or they, do they make they, out, like, oh, hey, just come by for a couple of no, friends? No, no, they bring you over to showcase. Like, you're showcasing. Fuck, and right. it's it's really stressful. And But the thing that I, I've always been a little bit naive to, like, I always, like, you know, you have one song, it can open all these doors. But the truth is, that is true, but there's a lot of challenges. And it's constantly being challenged. And I know how lucky I am to be doing this job. But it is, my personality type is someone who's, like, I'm always, like, okay, What's next? How can I be really? How can I be good at this? Like, what can I do to be good? So I, I stress myself out a lot to be good at mm. these things. But they never stop the challenges. Even with a song like "Be Alright" came out and crushed it. Seven minutes and stay awake have to prove themselves off their own merits again, and you have to start again. Yeah. Like we're going to go back to America with "Stay Awake," and we're going to start doing the um the radio promo, playing it in little lounges and meeting all the radio programmers, and you you do it again, and it's constant and sort of forever. Do you like doing the start again stuff, or are you more? Is it more like for back, lack of a better word, nauseating, having to, you've established this, never to go there yeah. and kind of do it again, play the radio yeah, stations. Yeah, well, I guess it's like, I think of it as, the, it's like necessary and it's like, how how well do you want to do? Like, how ambitious are you, I guess? Like, if you can get to a level where, you know, there's certain artists that get to a level where they don't have to do it. Mm. That, you know, they just become so big that they, they just don't have to. But if you're like everyone else, it's like, how much do you want it? Like, it can be very tough when you have to, you know, play three mini sets in a, in a, like you fly into an American city and you've got to do like three sets of like little performances, meet and greet, meeting so many people and being like on for hours. And then you have to go and do a show. Um, and I know also, I'm also very aware how lucky and it's not, there's much harder jobs, but it's, if you didn't want to have success, you don't have to do it. You could just play your show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of all my choice and I want to do well. And I, so I just, I do it, you know? Yeah. Um, it was cool. I was reading an, an article uh, with an interview with you and you just casually mentioned that you were in LA having dinner with James Bay. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's how, my one name that drop. all working out now for you? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one name <laughs> drop I have. Like Is that's really? the only cool thing. Surely I have more than one. Like I have a couple. Who? RL Stein's number in my phone. Are you joking? Yeah. Legit. That guy's the best authors of our generation. Yeah. You but know? like, it's, I mean, that's all I have. That's like, it. R. Stein, maybe like John how did you get his number? You know, a lot of time when you do these phone interviews, like they're just like, oh, hey, here's his number. Oh, that's great. Like, I'm sure it's a burner phone. I'm yeah, sure yeah, if I call 100%. him now, it'd be like some Portuguese lady like, screaming <laughs> yeah, at me. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, yeah like, I, have a, I have a couple, but like, I that's figured cool. you would be, you would be sad, um, surely. Well, James Bay was a cool one. Like it was... The did head you guys of, meet at Splendor? Because I just realized no, you no, guys were at Splendor. No, but I watched him play at that. I watched him play at Splendor and uh, it was our record label, like the head... Uh, the head head of our record label was like in LA and he was like, you guys come to dinner. And I was like, oh, this is so cool, man. And I actually asked him for some advice. I said, like, how do you deal with what we're just talking about? Mm. And he actually said what I just said, which is sort of his and also I've come to that conclusion. He said, you just do what you do. I said, like, how do you deal with the, the you know, all the, the, the pressures and things you have to do? And he said, you just, you do what you want to, like, you do what you need to do to get to the level that you want to be at. Mm. In, uh, he said it in another way. 
And uh, so I kind of took that on. And that's kind of my thinking, as I just said before, it's kind of how I view it now as well. Because you're already thinking about album two, aren't you? Yeah, man. Like, I, I think as an artist, you've got to be thinking, you've got to be like at least a year ahead. Yeah. And I have, like, there's so many songs that didn't make the album, not because they weren't good, just, just because, like, sometimes I was like, you know, um, it doesn't sound right yet. Like, there's a song on my al- that I didn't put on my album that my family are like, that's the best song you've written. Like, why you're... You, it's almost offensive. It, they're offended. <laughs> they're pissed off, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but it's not me yet, man. Like, but yeah. for album two, maybe, I need time to re-record it and try to change some lyrics to make it more me. Um, but there's always three songs that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's like, if there wasn't new stuff, I would be so bored. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, so that that's what excites me. I've always been one of those people that wakes up and I'm like, what's the thing that I'm working on that's that that's like that's coming? So if you were like if you have to say for arguments like <clears> you had to release the album two tomorrow, how many songs do you think are ready to go? Oh, like actual song songs? Like there'd probably be like songs that I'm proud of yeah. that aren't recorded. Yeah. That I could probably like seven okay. really good like really good songs that I'm proud of. Yeah. You know, but there's probably like twelve songs yeah. that are like hanging around. It's weird you mentioned you just said like when you were trying to bargain with your family, you said, that's not me yet. Yeah. Do you have like certain levels of Dean Lewis where you know this is, for this album, when I'm yeah. get Weird and Electro, that'll be album number four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. What, do you, what do you mean when you say it's not me yet? Yeah, I think more in the sense of like, I really got into the Bruce Springsteen style of writing and I, I, I know when a song sounds like me lyrically and production wise. And sometimes it just doesn't work out in the schedule of things. Like, just say... um everything's so manic before everything's so manic before album one and you have to kind of compile these songs and, and you get on this, this this run of like okay these are the songs and you work towards that and sometimes it just they just fall outside that and like they just kind of they, you, they're not right because the production's not right but you're so far away because it, the song feels so far away because the lyrics aren't right yet and I've got to rewrite them mm. but I'm really excited about this idea yeah and then I have to go in once I do that then I have to go and record it so it's more just almost logistical sometimes but I know when a song sounds like me lyrically and when it doesn't, I just have to spend the time to go back and revisit it. And, um, and I have a good team around me. That's always like, don't forget these bunch of songs that, that are not the newest, but that are really good that I, you know, sometimes you get, you write a new song. You're like, yeah, this is it. But it's like, this stuff's good. You know what I mean? It's just a bit older, but there's also a bunch of new songs that I've been working on. It's always, just always writing stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite quite unique, but like really cool. Like I remember with with the debut, it had waves, and I think one of the songs, chemicals, chemicals, yeah, yeah. and yeah. like that, they were songs that had been out for a while. But yeah. I think because I think you said this on the podcast last time, I was like, it would be crazy not to have them on yeah. that album. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, in the scheme of the world, like no one's heard waves and chemicals. It may be waves a little bit, mm. but in the scheme of like, be alright, kind of set a new standard of what is possible, you know, with songs, and so. I thought that it would be sort of sort of silly not to put two songs that I'm really proud of and that still hold up mm. on the EP and also on the on the album and also like so many other artists that I like um, or look up to do the same thing you know they put two two some sometimes put three or four and I think that might be a bit much but mm-hmm. I wanted to put one or two on and I think yeah. um yeah, I'm, I'm proud of those songs and they work really well on the album. They still sound like me. Yeah, because we're coming full circle now. I mean, you said you're you're going off to Asia shortly. When we say shortly, what do we mean? Oh, yeah, so... Two, three weeks? Yeah, after the tour, which I think is two weeks, or a week and a half, I go to Asia for a week to do, um, uh, like, a bunch of promo and stuff. Not shows, but, like, I've never been there. I mean, yeah. I've been there, but I've never been there to do music-related stuff. So it's going to be... Uh, How's the music tracking over there? Um, I don't know. Like, yeah. I get messages from people from, like, Singapore and Malaysia saying you should come, but I haven't... I haven't um, 
been yet just because of scheduling like yeah and and when things are popping off in europe and um and america like we're trying to capitalize on that and and play shows where people want to see us mm. but um i can't wait to come over there and, and get things started i think it's going to be like a new thing for us which is and when you cool. come back in july you're playing splendor right again yeah yeah but has that been stage. announced has that been announced yet splendor it has yeah it has. Yeah, of course it has. Been that's right. That's it right. Scared me. I was like, fuck. No, 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 no. It has. It has been announced. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. You're um, playing mainstay. I am. I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's awesome, man. dude. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Because last control. year, I mean, you're. I mean, I forget. It's, it's GW10. McLennan, GW10. McLennan 10. Yeah, McLennan yeah, 10. McLennan 10. Yeah. And that was heaving. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, it was crazy. I, I, I think I interviewed you, and I think then it was James Bay, and then I had to yes. rush to your show. And like I couldn't even get in the tent. It was I had crazy. To watch like from some schmuck by the bins. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. And now you're playing main stage. That's fucking awesome. Oh man, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm nervous about it, but I'm also excited because the show's gone up so much. Like the level of the show is is you know when you play a hundred gigs, it's just it goes up. And also, you know, playing a new what al- playing a gig when your album is out is a completely different experience to playing it before it's out. In the way that people now know the songs. In the way that like okay, so the way that we used to plan. The, the shows was like, okay, so we have five songs that have been released. Mm. Um, we have to play 12 songs or maybe 13. So we have to play one they know, one they don't, one they know, one they don't. And you get them kind of like, you're playing these songs that you know are really good, like Seven Minutes and Stay Awake sure. and, like, and like Hold of Me. And it doesn't matter how good a song is, if people don't know it, like they're not going to be blown away by it. They and might like especially it. Especially a festival, it's kind of a different... Exactly. Yeah. And now like... Um, they know all the songs, and we can we we can, we can look at the the set and go. All right, there's 17 songs I've released in total, and we go. What do we want to play? And what's the best set? And then everyone knows the songs, and it's this really cool, exciting vibe. So touring now feels like so different because for two years we had to kind of blag our way through half the set, feeling low energy, yeah. and then but now it's just chaos. Well, it's crazy that you're still going full pelt, but I know you had to rein in a little bit because yeah. you got like. Super sick, dude. Yeah, my, it was I had viral conjunctivitis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh god, it was so bad. It was um something that usually lasts for like three days to a week. Yeah, but we just the schedule was so brutal with like all the American um tour, uh, touring and promo with Be Alright, which I'm really glad we did because it opened so many doors. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was halfway through my Australian tour and my eyes were so bad and I got so bad that I couldn't open them and then I and then I kept playing shows and I and I the one morning I opened them up and you know when you get conjunctivitis your eyes yeah, yeah. it's kind of disgusting and I ripped a, like a it was a tear an abrasion in the cornea oh god and it was the it was I just had to we I was in so much pain that we had to cancel the shows and yeah. dude it was a month a month off of like just of just of doing wreckage. nothing yeah I had to kind of just do nothing and just kind of um just go for walks again and stuff like that and just yeah. kind of because it's just you need to take time off so now we have some rules which is like three shows in a row and yeah. then I need a day off because yeah. Your voice can't stand it. Your body can't deal with it. You yeah. know, and we're not big drinkers or anything. We don't really drink the, the band and stuff. It's just it was just too much. But it's, that's kind of part and parcel, isn't it? Like especially when you're coming through and yeah. Again, I remember when you came through that first time and waves had just come out. It's like you've got to stay in people's faces. You got to you got to keep going relentlessly. Yeah. And it's like that thing of how much do you want it? Like how much do you want to do well? And I do sometimes. You you, you wonder like you go, but isn't the song enough? <laughs> it's like no but it's not it's not you yeah. have to go and do the work and you have yeah. to go and play it at a million stations and you have to you know you have to do that stuff if you want it to work and I guess we have yeah just we're just trying to do it a little bit more balanced now. yeah do you yeah. feel more relaxed now than you were before or do you feel more pressure now because a place in you has done so well yeah yeah I guess it's you a weird... seem more relaxed I guess I am more relaxed because I mean I've seen you like twice in two years so like yeah my radar's not great no 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 <laughs> I, I, I was talking about someone I feel I, I still feel 
pressure, but I feel more relaxed in myself because I'm not trying to prove myself all the time. Like I feel like for the last eight years of my life, I've been always trying to prove myself and be like, you know, get to the next thing, get to the next thing. And I like, I feel like when I feel lucky enough now that I've had like this song that's been global that like, okay, I've proven one thing. Mm. Um, now I just want to, I want to prove it again, but I'm like, I feel like I'm just in a good spot. Like I feel like the album, I'm really proud of the songs in the album. I'm proud of the production yeah. and I'm working towards the next thing and everything's growing. Like I don't need to have that little, not, I don't know if it's a chip on my shoulder, but whatever it is, is kind of calmed down a little bit and I'm kind of like, yeah, more focused so on. So what, what is the next thing then? Um, yeah, I guess it's just literally sh- doing shows till March and promoting the songs and in the meantime, in the chaos of all that, just writing new songs and staying inspired by different things and working towards all that. Do you go to old mate Kimmel and just get some sweet connections? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, just call, call him up. Yeah. Hey, Kim, Kim. Have you got his private number? I, I've got no one's private number. So you don't ask. I know, I should, man. I should. You should have just like, oh, is Ellen around? Or should I just get a number, just write Dude, it down they, here? They, and... they would be like, they'd just be like, they'd probably just look at you and be like, get out of our studio. Well, man. you know the worst part? I hear there are like very quiet rumors that Ellen's actually horrible. Really? And that breaks my heart. No, like, do you know what? Like, I was at the show and I was like, you know, and it's like she's record. She was recording two in a day. And oh, I she was- has two episodes in one day. I think that day she was. I'm not sure if every day. No wonder she, was- she got rid of the dancing segment. The dance, like, yeah. Fuck that. Too much, man. Yeah. But I was like, it all relies on her. Like the amount of pressure she must be under. I was like, because you know, you can set up the bells and whistles. You can have all these producers and all these people yeah. helping you. But she's the talent. She's the special thing. Yeah. And I was the amount of pressure she must be under. Like I, she was lovely to me, but like I can imagine. Yeah, the amount of pressure she'd be under, and I think um, it would be like moving worlds. So I think it's incredible what she's doing. I'm, I'm, like you think about it, like there are always you see like those crazy late night show meltdowns. I don't think Ellen has had one. Not the host. I mean, like they yeah, have yeah, a yeah, guest yeah. on who's just drunk or just belligerent or just just awful guest in general. Yeah, yeah. You always I don't see think those. Ellen's had that. I don't think so. She's so nice. Yeah. I don't think anyone would dare do it to Ellen though. Hey, she's like she's like. She's it's like, like I mean, you would know better than me. Who's like the, the top dogs around there? Like your Fallon's, your Kimmel's, your Ellen's. The top dogs. Um, I mean, they're all big. Like um, Fallon. I love to do Fallon. Fallon I love to. Oh, J- yeah. James Corden. He seems like a funny dude. Yeah, yeah. Have you? What have you? What? What? You hesitated. No. Have you met him? <laughs> I just, uh, just with Corden. Like, I think he's great. I just think he's a bit of a kiss ass. Right. And I know James is listening. Sorry, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, just like when he has the guest and like they'll say anything, he's like slapping his knee. I'm like, oh, that wasn't right, that right. funny. James. What about Conan? I love Conan. Conan's, Conan's my all time favorite. He, he was actually here in like February. What was he doing? Here? Not in the show, sorry. He was well. He was filming the Australian Conan Without Borders. Right. So we did a stand-up show at State Theatre. Dude, stand-up he, comedians. He seems genuinely like a, a sweet good dude. Guy. Yeah, I love stand-up comedians. I love. I love the whole. Um, I listen to a lot of like podcasts with like um, Chris D'Elia and like even Joe Rogan stuff and like Brian Callen and like. Yeah. I that's 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 the they're like the coolest people and the best thinkers mm. I find are comedians and how they do stuff and the process of it all. I, mean, I, I get it. comedians on this show and like. You would think like it's just going to be like half an hour of talking about nothing. They get so deep and like so deep dark. Dudes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Arj Barker came on and he was stoned out of his mind. He was talking <laughs> about like Mothmen. And Will Anderson was like an hour and a half of talking about like <laughs> there's the dog coming dogs in. Running out By the way, there are dogs in the studio just to clarify everyone. Which is awesome. There's not small bells. They're small sausage dogs. <laughs> Um, they're great dogs. Yeah, sorry, they are good dogs. Yeah. No, it's fine, Shelley. You just do your job better, please. This is unacceptable. <laughs> um, no, uh, the chef I was talking about. You're now. talking about Arch Barker and Moffat. Arch Barker, yeah. And like Will Anderson came on and like, we did like an almost two hour podcast and we were just talking about like the ins and outs of comedy and Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby and all these yeah, like, yeah, very yeah. serious subjects. Yeah. They get the most deep. They're, they have to be to, to get to the what's funny. Mm. Like they look at the core of things. And I, 
That's, I why, that's that. why I love Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's a great... There. He brings some yeah. great thinkers on, man. Like, it's, yeah. I, I love that. I go to sleep every night listening to that stuff. Yeah. I almost, do you listen to podcasts when you go to sleep? Not when I'm sleeping, no. Really? Because when you freak out, no, like, you wake up and like someone's in I do, your yeah, I do. Yeah. I do have that. But I, I, I find it like <laughs> I just need to now. I need to listen to something when I go to sleep. It's weird. Do you have to, like, yeah, like music, have to, yeah. podcast? Something. Because yeah. something's just going to keep you up. Is it just think of songs? I think it's... It's just like there's so many things I'm thinking about. I'm like, my mind will go to like sometimes like a negative place or something like, oh, but if I play like a podcast, I'm like slightly distracted. I'll mm. tune into something and then just switch off and fall asleep. And it just yeah. helps a little bit. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, dude, it's so good to have you back. Hey, it's great to see you, man. Um, I'm going to add you to my Splendor podcast list. Don't know if we'll have anything to talk about come July. Oh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about nothing again. We'll talk about nothing. Like we again. always talk about nothing. That was great. We'll bring yeah. Shelly's dogs. Dude, if there's dogs on there, I'm not doing the podcast. <laughs> Um, dude, you've, you've got some shows coming up. Check out themusic.com.au for all the shows. Then you're off to Asia. Then you're back for Splendor. Back for Splendor. We yep. are looking forward to it, man. And congrats again on a place in you. And yeah, Great. just keep doing what you're doing. You too, man. It's, it's cool. working. It's, and what you're doing is very cool as well. Love, love chatting to you. Awesome, man. Thank you so awesome. much. Cheers.